Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, I'm Chad. I'm David. We're we're back with you for another podcast. We're excited. Um, it's been a whole week since the last one. I know. It's been too long. <laughs> and uh, so we're excited. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Um, recording this podcast and we're glad you're along for the ride and uh, thankful that you're joining us um, we're we, we're continuing on the same kind of topic that we had last week uh, temporary part two now if you don't download this it's gonna say temporary and I thought it was a temporary folder <laughs> but it's named temporary okay it's not temporary it's permanent but temporary part two and so uh, we had a lot of good discussion, a lot, and David brought up a lot of good points that is going to give us plenty to talk about. If you have any questions with uh, anything that we talk about or uh, just want to make a comment, um, ask a question, um, send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. And uh, that email is in the description of this podcast, so you can just go copy it there and send us a note if you like. Um, if you like what you hear, give us a share. Um, tell your friends. Uh, we'd love um, you to do that. Share it. Um, it's always nice to, um, you know, if you're driving or, or working. I got guys that weld all day, and they, they we talk about plugging in a podcast and doing some work. And so that we're we hope you're um, using this for that, and it keeps your you know your mind. Um, thinking about spiritual things and that's what it's all about and that's right. we're helping each other out to uh strengthen ourselves in the lord so with that let's get started dave all righty so last week we we did talk about in this temporary life what christ did was so crucial for us and you know his his life on this earth you know his sacrifice began when he left his home in glory you know, when he left to come down here to walk among us, he had to live perfectly to show us how to follow and how to get to the Father in heaven. You know, throughout the Old Testament, the high priests, the ones that were supposed to lead them to the Father, sinned themselves. And so they, the best they could do was do as I say, not as I do. Whereas in Christ came down and he walked among us, he showed us perfectly how to walk. Yeah. Perfectly how to get back to the Father. And on top of that, Christ is the only one that has ever been with the Father in heaven and comes down and walks among us. And he was the exact representation of the Father, Hebrews 1.3. And so this is why we follow Christ. And then on top of that, while in this temporary life, the choices he made to serve the Father wholeheartedly made him that perfect and ultimate sacrifice on that cross. And so his entire walk in this temporary life was so crucial for us. Mm-hmm. And so this this lesson this week that we that I uh, presented was actually our part. You know, so last week was more about the Christ part, what he did in this temporary life. Now we're going to turn and look at what we must do in this temporary life you know how i started out is romans 3:23 is this is the ultimate problem that we have yeah for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god mm-hmm. romans 3:23 and and then romans 6:23 tells us 
for the wages of sin, the sin that we have all committed, is death. That is the consequences for sin, is this eternal death. Yeah, and I have something on that. Perfect, go ahead. Well, it just made me think of something. When when we read this on Sunday, the wages of sin is death. There is a, a prize for sin, right? Yeah. You get, and uh, I had a, so I have a funny saying, um, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I had a guy got a DUI that works for, that used to work for me, doesn't work for me anymore. And he comes and he's like, having, he's telling me about it. He's like, yeah, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, you know? And I was like, yeah, because he lost his license. I couldn't let him drive a company vehicle anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just ruined everything for him. And that was the gift. That was the wage. The yeah. The price or the payment for that sin. That's right. Was losing all those things. And and really, a lot of sin is that way. You murder someone, you're gonna if you're caught and found guilty, you're either put to death or put in jail for the rest of your life. That's right. And that's the prize that you get. Yeah. So you play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, point. and 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 really, we can look back on all sin. And say that. Well, that was stupid. You know, how many times have we said that? Yeah. Or we had regret and we're like, man, what was I thinking? You know? And a lot of times the consequences of sin is that price from sin. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think we could could name hundreds of examples. Oh, yeah. Um, But, you know, and that's what we're talking about. We all are faced with this. Yeah. There's, we've all sinned and, and had to suffer the consequences of it. That's right. And uh, that's what Jesus did was he came so that we can have be forgiveness, freed be freed sin. from that price. <laughs> that's right. You know, and <laughs> and it may not even free you from the price. You might ha- you might still be in j- jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. But you can still be forgiven of that sin. Well, and that actually brings out a really good point where a lot of people think that you know, baptism washes away the consequences of the sin. Yeah. It it washes away the sin. However, you still have to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a perfect example of this is we were having a bible study with someone in prison yeah and i think he was in there for breaking and entering something like that theft or something um why he was in there really doesn't matter yeah he broke right. the law he knew. yeah exactly he, he was in there everyone's serving. innocent in prison you know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> no he admitted he was guilty. okay okay <laughs> and in fact but but while he was there he had nothing else to do so he started reading the bible and so then he Called around, found us to to come and study with them, and we ended up baptizing them. Mm-hmm. And we told them, "Your sins are washed away." Mm-hmm. But yet, after he was baptized, he still had to serve his the rest of his time. Mm-hmm. Well, if if baptism washes away his consequences, he should have been freed right then and there. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. Yeah. It, but his sins were forgiven him, mm-hmm. you know. But you still have to suffer the consequences of your actions while in this life, this temporary life. But God, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, for the for the remission of our sins. Yeah, and, and that's a, a really good point to bring out. And another point to bring out: who determines what sin is? Yeah, God. God. Yeah. It's not us. It's not you, Chad. It's not me. Mm-mm. It's God. God mm-hmm. is the only one that determines what sin is and what sin isn't. Well, and we have examples of that. Absolutely. You know, of what is and what isn't sin. It's that's in the right. Bible. And, and that's why it's so crucial for us to study His Word, you yeah. know. 
and it, it really always comes back to study. He will tell you what sin is and what sin isn't. Don't listen to man. You know, when it when it comes to um you know, when when God tells us in First Corinthians six that homosexuality they will not inherit the kingdom of God, well guess what? That means that's a sin. And well, so you and, know and a lot of people try to downplay that. Oh yeah. Especially the homosexuality thing. Oh, yeah. I have a loving God. No, he's you he know, is a just God. He's a just God, and he's told you. It doesn't mean he hates the person. He hates the sin. Yeah. You know. I was I was talking to somebody. It might have been your son, actually. I, I can't mm. really remember. But we, we were talking. I said, um, yeah, lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when I do that. Because I was, I was trying to go to a passage. First Corinthians 6, um, 9 and 10. Okay. You know, here's, here's one of the list of no-nos, right? I think it starts back in 8. Um, so first Corinthians six, we'll start, we'll start in verse nine. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicator, nor adulterer, nor adulterers, <coughs> nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. But notice in verse 11, he says, and such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So the Corinthian brethren were guilty of these things on this list. Mm-hmm. And he said, such were some of you, you know, and, and such are some of us. You know, we, we've all been guilty of doing something on that list. You know, whether it's it's fornication, which is sex out of wedlock, or mm-hmm. adultery, which is sleeping with somebody else while married, you know. And so there's, um, such were some of us, homosexuals, whatever the case is. But all of these lists are things that will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so let's, um, it doesn't matter what man tells you. There's actually a lot of denominations now are trying to tell you that, homosexuality is fine mm-hmm. well god says here that it's not that they will not inherit the kingdom of god so it doesn't matter what man will tell you about it if god says they won't inherit the kingdom of god it doesn't matter if all seven billion of us on earth think that homosexuality is, is going to be fine and everyone's going to inherit the kingdom of god god said they're not so mm-hmm. all seven billion of us will be wrong on judgment day god is not wrong we are and so this is one of the lists of sins, right? And again, God determines what sin is, not man. That's the point I was making. You know, it, it doesn't matter what we say. God says they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Therefore, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, Titus 1-2 tells us that God, it's impossible for God to lie. Mm-hmm. So, it's so important, going back to Romans 6-23, the wages of sin is death. So we all deserve eternal damnation for the sin that we have committed. Mm-hmm. That's what we deserve. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's so important to notice the gift that God has given us. Well, and you only have two options. Yeah. It's one or the other. <laughs> you know, and that's what I was going to try to say. God is, is a loving God. Mm-hmm. But He loves you so much that He will allow you to choose. He's not going to force you to love him. You know, and just like, for example, um, 
women, if you're listening right now, you're going to understand this. Say you have a stalker, right? And they're, they won't leave you alone. And they, they come up to you and they tell you, I'm going to make you love me. That's not love, is it? Mm-mm. Like, if they truly love you, they're going to let you go because they want you to be happy. That's true love. Mm-hmm. Where God, you're not going to be happy eternally if you, if you reject him. But he loves you enough to let you choose. He will let you choose eternal damnation. Like you said, Chad, there's only two choices, eternal life or eternal damnation. Mm -hmm. He will let you choose. That is love. He has allowed a way for you. He has given his son to give you that way to eternal life. But you have to choose it. Well, and it's kind of like we're us and our kids. Our kids are going to become free will agents, you might say. Yeah. But when they get to their age accountability, you know, we can suggest things for them to do. That's right. But they're going to do what they want to do. And and that's why it's so important to train them correctly, you know. Yeah. Same with us as Christians. We have to train ourselves to do what God wants us to do. Um, We're going to mess up along the way. It says right there. Yeah. You know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Um, but, but we have to work on ourselves and why, why, why do we want to do this? Because of the fear of the alternative, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, you're not gonna, you know, we have a fear of going to hell. That's, that's right. And, and, and hopefully we adhere, we listen to that fear and do what God says. Um. It's kind of like training an animal, um, like a horse, a pressure and relief. They're going to learn what relief is, and they're going to want to do that. So you give them pressure when they're not doing what they're supposed to. And it pushes them in to the relief and doing what you want them to do. That's right. Same with us. God's kind of pressuring us in to going the right direction and doing the right thing. Yeah. And the devil confuses us tries to confuse us along the way <laughs> well and i hate to say it but the devil does a very good job at, yeah at twisting a little lie into every truth sure you know i mean ephesians 4 4 through 6 talks about one lord one faith one baptism one god and father of all who's above all through all and in you all there's one way to please the father there's one way to serve him correctly and yet there are how many denominations out there? Well, yeah. over 200. Yeah. And there's only one way. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a little truth woven into all of them. Yeah. I mean, depending on the one is depending on the truth, but they only have like a piece of the truth. You know, if you look at the a whole pie, you know, they only want to take a piece of it. Well, God is telling you you have to take the whole pie. You know, the Bible is the whole pie. You can't pick and choose which one you want. You have to take it as a whole. Yeah. And and denominations, a lot of times, they'll only pick and choose what they want to believe. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll only have certain sections. And, and if if there's something in the Bible that doesn't agree with them, they'll, they'll, they'll just ignore it. Yeah. You know, they just won't, they won't mm-hmm. talk about it. And yeah push it under the rug and pretend like it doesn't exist and it's like well you can't do that kind of going back to the to what you said about 
um, you know, that, that everyone will be judged. I like what it says in Philippians 2, 10 through yeah. 11. It says um, that the name of Jesus, at the na- that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Key point, should. Yeah. It doesn't mean everyone will. It's yeah. every knee should bow. That's well, key right there. Should. And just like with John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him mm-hmm. should not perish but have everlasting life. Should. And the difference between should and shall Shall is a guarantee. Should is probable. Mm-hmm. You know, where... We have that option. We can bow or we can't. That's can. right. We have the option. And so, here, we have the option to bow to Christ. And, and let's not forget what Christ has done for us. And because what Christ has done for us, we should be willing to bow to Christ. Because He has given so much for us. Mm-hmm. And, and so much more than we deserve. Or so much more than we could ever pay back. Yeah. You know, he took away our sins. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. And that's why Acts 4.12. So here's here's one that is a guarantee, so to speak. More of a shall, but it's in the it's in the phrase of must. Acts 4.12. Says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That is, we need a savior. We need someone to save us. Mm-hmm. That's what Christ did. He saved us. Mm-hmm. We sinned and we cannot pay it back. We just can't. There's nothing we can do to pay the debt we owe. Christ paid that debt for us. By sacrificing his precious and innocent blood on that cross. He was he was without blemish, mm-hmm. you know. And what made him without blemish was his walk among us. He lived it perfectly. That was something no one else could do. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even the greats of old, Abraham, you know, even throughout the New Testament, the, the great promise given to Abraham that through the seed of Abraham... Um, <laughs> through the seed of Abraham, his children are going to be blessed through his seed, and and then, but even Abraham doubted the father at times. That's why he took Hagar as a wife, and had Hagar bear a son for him, rather than Sarah. And so, that was out of lack of faith. Everyone falls short of his glory. But because of God's mercy and grace, he has allowed us a way back to him. And for us today, it is through the Son. Well, and, and could kind of tie all this back to, you know, our title, temporary. You know, it's it's like we're we're on a, a um a sinking ship, you know. And we don't know when it's gonna sink. <laughs> yeah. But we know we're going to need help getting off of there. Yep. You know, being saved from it. Because nothing's guaranteed in this life. That None of us know when we're going to die. That's right. But we know we're going to, you know. 
and and so you know kind of bringing it all back that's why this is so great yeah because we need to hurry and grab that life vest (laughs) yeah you know so that we don't sink with the boat you know and go to hell (laughs) yeah basically because we got two options there you know and um and so you know either that or you know like a like an hourglass you know yeah the hourglass is running yeah that's right we just don't know when it's gonna happen you know i mean i got a um father-in-law that retired and a month later found out he had cancer you know yeah and so you know and it's just like the parable of the the man uh who built bigger barns you know he's not gonna have to work any longer he's gonna live and be, be merry and be happy eat drink and be merry yeah and uh and uh, that night, his soul was required of him. That's right. And um, so we just don't know. And so that's why there's an urgency here for us, important for us to take advantage of this. And like, you know, like Romans eight thirty four, that's what Jesus came for, intercessions for us. Yeah. To make intercessions for us. That's right. You know, that's what we're talking, that's what all this, that's why we're bringing all this up, you know. Because we need help. <laughs> That's right. And and it's not... We're not getting out of it alone. Every one of us needs help. And and everything in this life is temporary. Yeah, everything. You know, and... But the only guarantee that we have is that we're going to die. Yeah. So the only guarantee that we're going to have is we're going to face God on Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. That is the only guarantee. And why would you not prepare for that? You You either face Him with one or two options. That's right. And that's it. That's right. And that's what the Bible tells us. And that's why there's so many warnings. And that's why it was so important for everyone. Like Paul. Look at look at Paul. Saul. Paul. Yeah. He he his life did not turn out the way he thought when he was a kid. You know? That's right. I mean, he was a well respected, educated man. And when he learned the truth, he gave it all up. He gave it all up. One hundred and eighty degree turn. That's right. And and did nothing but warn people. <laughs> Yeah. We have all these letters. He did nothing but warn us about, hey, this is important. Jesus came. Jesus died for us. He had his love. He made intercessions for us. Just the list goes on and on and on and on. Hey, you got a problem. It's sin. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do something about it. <laughs> and why would you go to anyone else except Christ for help? Yeah, you, know? you can't. And He's the one who died. He's the only one. He's and, the and, one who died and rose again. That's right. And, to never die again. And lived a perfect life. Yeah. And which, you know, in Luke 6, 46, Christ says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things in which I say? Yeah. And we can't do that. We can't say, oh, yeah, I'm I'm with Jesus. I got Jesus. That's right. And, and you, notice how... You can't just say that. You have to do it. These are people that are calling out to Lord. What was to, it? Where are you turning? Luke 6, 46 is where okay. I just read, but Hosea 4, 6... Okay was the next place I was going to go. You know, this is where God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yeah. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. But notice here, God starts out by saying, my people. So these are people that are his. You know, just like for us today, even... Just because we're baptized into Christ, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's like the fifth step. But but that's when you're added 
to the body of Christ. That's when Christ adds you. That's not the end. That's the beginning. You have to grow in knowledge. You have to study mm-hmm. to show yourself approved. And so people um, who don't continue to grow in the Lord, they die. Well, and you can't you can't put take other people's word for it. That's you gotta right. search it for yourself in the scriptures. Yeah, it's so important. You cannot do not trust another human being. Yeah, see for yourself. Now we can study together as we're doing right now, but everything we're saying, we're going right back to the Bible. That's right. And if someone starts telling you something that you need to be doing, and we've talked about this before. If it doesn't, if it's not in the Bible, it's what that person wants you to do, not yeah. what God wants you to do. And it's and you better double check it, whatever right. it is. And and it's it's good to surround yourself with strong brethren. Sure, and take Absolutely. advice. Take advice from strong brethren. Like Chad, if you come to me and tell me I'm wrong, I'm yeah. going to listen to you. Yeah, but I'm going to listen to you not because it's you, but rather I know that you study the Word. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. If you come to me, or if anyone in the congregation comes to me, I'm going to listen to them. And it, it's because they're in the Word. Well, and we're stronger together. Um, That's you know, right. You and I have talked. Uh, I, I, I am quite confident I couldn't do this podcast without you. Nor I without you. You couldn't do it without me because we kind of feed off each other and we study. And that's that's what we do when we get together. You know, we can have a much better study with someone else. Yeah. Than we can by ourselves, but we still everything that that person says, still that we study it. has to come from the Bible, and we have to back it up. Yeah, with the Bible, you know, I've I've mentioned things like to people um, before, like let's say um, instrumental music. Do you realize there's not an example in the New Testament of of in, of using an instrument, That's and right. they just look at you like a deer looking in the headlights? Yeah. Because they're like, what? Well, we've always done it this way, you know. No, that's not right, you know. They, but but everything they say is not backed by scripture. Yeah. And and so that's just a simple example. Right. But everything we say better be something coming out of the Bible here. And yeah. And he talks about things being temporary. Yeah. You know, even our topic today, he's warning us. Hey. This life is not going to last forever. This is only temporary. Um, what's the song we sing? Um, this world is not my home. Yep. I'm just a passing just through. Just a passing through. And boy, is that true. Absolutely. Because I don't know anyone who's lived forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Christ. Well, he's, he's lived forever. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the, that's just it. You're just not going to. And, yeah. you know, we have movies and stuff the you know they found the fountain of youth whatever you know and well, all this but Enoch never died yeah true. God just took him yeah but since then no but he's not living on this <laughs> earth he's not living on this earth he was taken he just didn't die the death but you know as we're talking here Chad you know as it says in Proverbs 27:17 as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend sure exactly and that's what we're doing you know and that's what that's why you surround yourself with with like-minded brethren. Sure. With people who are seeking to please the Lord just like you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what it's about. And then we work off of each other, mm-hmm. you know, because it's good to hear an argument from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the argument's right, not saying that 
I'm right or you're right or anything, but to hear it from a different angle, well, it, it gives you the a deeper sense of what is being talked about in scripture. Well, and that's the joy between a, a Bible study where everyone's interacting, like on our Sunday morning um, class, where yeah. Uh, everyone can interact. Um, somebody will bring something up, and I'm like, man, I never thought of it that way. That's right. You know? Yeah. And so uh, it's kind of like a, a team. We're on the same team, and we're we're looking, we're reading from the same playbook. Yeah. But we strengthen each other to get better all the time, just like a team does. Um, a team's way better at the end of the season than they are at the beginning. Yeah. You know, beginning they're throwing interceptions, and <laughs> you know nobody's in the right place. But yeah. by the end, they've worked on it enough to where at the end of the season boy they're pretty sharp you know and well, and, and that's, that's how we are as christians well that's a really good example especially um like we have bible class sunday morning and wednesday evening and the point of that is almost like practice we're practicing with one another and we're bouncing mm-hmm. working with one another so that when we go out and study with somebody it's game day it, yeah. we're ready for it you know yeah it's not our first day on the job. It's this is what we've been doing. This is what we've been practicing for, and so that's what Bible study is. Um, is practice, mm-hmm. you know, learning more about the way of God rather than not just our way. Because sometimes you need to get out of your own head to see what God is actually saying, you know. And so that's why we work together. Yeah. Well, and, and it strengthens us so that when we are confronted with Satan, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're we're better prepared to resist that temptation and that. And so... That's right. <clears throat> and it, it all starts by bowing to Christ. You know, it, it all starts with humbling yourself and being obedient to His way for you. Because His way is the only way. You know, it, just like it says in Romans 14, 9... For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. He is Lord of all. And so, bow to him, because he is the way. And and that's, that's what it's about. But then, you know, um, also because of Christ, we can... We know how to put our tents away with confidence. Now, when I say tent, I mean our body. Yeah. You know, the, our mortal body is like a tent. Because just like a tent, the tent fades. You know, if you have an old tent, it, it'll start to fade. It'll start to rip, you know, poke holes. And eventually, you just got to throw it away because it's, it's not going to help when... When the rain comes, <laughs> you know oh, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just like our body. Our body is a tent. It is a temporary dwelling place for our soul. Like Second Corinthians five one, Paul there says, "For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens." So the house that is prepared for us by God is not made with hands. It's made by God. You know, and nothing can destroy it. That is our our permanent home. You know, Mm -hmm. just like in this life, nobody can live out of a tent permanently. Where are you reading from? That was 2 Corinthians 5. Okay. 
Another great example of right along with that is Second Peter. That's right. That's where I was going to go next. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's almost like you read my mind. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, it says that in Second Peter. You're getting so good at this. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Second Peter one thirteen and fourteen. Chad, do you want to read that? Sure. Yes, I think it is right as long as I am in this tent to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Yeah. So And I'm, that's there he he's talking about he knows he must put off his tent. This is something that we all must do. Yeah. We all are going to put off our tent, right? Our our temporary life, this body. We need to do it according to the way the Lord Jesus Christ showed us to do it. Well, and um, our souls are not going to be destroyed. Our tent, our temporary, that's right, is destroyed. But our souls will live on forever. Yeah, and we can either live up with the Father who has prepared a house for us, a house that's not made with hands, a house eternal that will never be destroyed, or we can spend eternity in eternal damnation, where. Weeping and gnashing of teeth, and the worm never dies. Yeah. You know, and it's also referred to the lake of fire in Revelation, and that's very scary. But those are the only two possibilities that are mentioned in the Bible. And that's that's why it's so important for us in this temporary life to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. Well, and... You know, just kind of backing up there in Second Peter, you know, like in verse 5. Um, but also for this very reason, give all diligence to add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For these things are yours and abound, Will you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he who lacks these things is short-sighted, you know. Yeah. And he just goes on and on, and he's basically just laying it out for him there um, to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to. Like we, you know, make our calling election sure. Yeah. You know. And and what's so important here in this context, he he's talking about living a godly life, mm-hmm. and and even living the godly life to you know pursuing brotherly kindness and and brotherly love and you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge mm-hmm. of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, like it, it takes practice. Mm-hmm. And through the practice of being holy, that's when we will be perfected. You know, it, it's not something that you can just wake up one morning and be perfected. Yeah. You know, even look at Peter he he was an apostle, and yet he failed. Mm-hmm. And he, he failed a couple of times, but he didn't let that stop him from getting back up and turning back to the Lord. And that's what we must do. We must be like Peter there, just keep going, you know, and keep practicing the virtues, you know. And so that's that's what it's about. And then yeah. that's, that's how we're going to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Well, in verse 11 there, for so... An entrance, uh, 
Oh, wait, sorry. Therefore, uh, verse 10, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling election sure. For if you do these things, you will never, never stumble. stumble. Yeah. For as an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord. For, and then verse 12, For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. And that's what we're doing here. I mean, we remind yeah. each other daily. Um, hey, you know, <laughs> pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's that. That's our job is to continue be diligent, be diligent, and um, be not negligent to remind you always of these things. Yeah, and, and so we might sound like a broken record sometimes, but we're just reminding. That's right. You know. Well, and then that's also why it's so important in Hebrews ten twenty five. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, uh-huh. yep. as is the manner of some. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crucial for us to be together. Mm-hmm. Not just because God wants us to be together, but we learn and grow from one another. And if you're not gathering with the saints, you miss the opportunity yeah. to grow in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, you have missed a, a great opportunity. Well, and, and, you know, just talking on that subject... Um, it's easy for us to um, be like, you know what, I, I'm going to skip this gathering or whatever. Um, we don't know what we're going to miss. Yeah. You might miss some of the best encouragement you've had all your life. Yeah. By missing one um, one service. I'm thinking of the parables that Jesus gave us. He gave us parables, you know, about the... the um, the wedding goers, mm-hmm. you know, they came and the door was closed. They missed it. They missed the opportunity. And uh, we have to work to not miss those opportunities. Yeah. And we can talk, we can, in our own minds, make things seem right when they're not. <laughs> yeah. And even even doing the, the work of the Lord, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like, you know... Um, Say, for example, you're studying with somebody, and you've been studying with them for like three, four weeks, and you guys are building a good rapport. Don't miss another opportunity to study with them, Mm -hmm. because that next study could be something to prick their heart to turn them to the Lord. Sure. You know, I was, when I first started preaching, I was, um, we always had a backup preacher. So if something happened, you know, if the work week was too busy, I could just call the brother and he would. He always had a lesson ready. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was my week to study, and I was it was a very busy week for me. You know, sure. I, I was working full time for the post office, and it was getting to, to the busy season. Mm-hmm. I was working 10, 11 hours. You know, I was tired, and uh, everyone has those weeks. It sounds like you're kind of having one of yeah. those weeks right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone has them. Mine just so happened to be that week, and somebody. Very dear brother, you know, talk about iron sharpening iron, right? He called me like Thursday. He texted me. He's like, "Hey, you, you preaching this this Sunday?" <clears throat> I was like, "Well, I'm supposed to, but you know, I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to have time." He's like, "Well, just like revamp an old lesson." Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh. "I was like, we got a backup preacher." I was like, "It's no big deal." And then he texted me something. He said, "The Lord gave you that work week." Don't use it as an excuse not to do his work. True. And, boy, that smacked me in the face. But then he didn't end there. He says, don't let Satan get the victory. Yeah. And he said, don't. 
somebody might need to hear the the lesson that you need need to present to them. Mm-hmm. Well, needless to say, I preached that Sunday, and it just so happened that somebody came forward, mm-hmm. and it, something I said just pricked his heart. And it's not because it was me; mm-hmm. it was just the message that was presented. Mm-hmm. It was something that he needed to hear. And that's what I'm saying. We don't know what we're going to miss out we on. We don't and, know, and that's why it's so important to to be there. That's right. And, and but notice, I mean that that works both ways. That brother oh, sure. that went forward. If he missed that Sunday, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he would have missed it, and then he would have still been separated from the Lord because that <laughs> sin separated from him, and he knew he needed to something I said just pricked his heart, and he he needed to confess and, mm. and you know get rid of that sin, and so it works on both sides. You know, if you're doing the work, don't miss an opportunity to do the work. If you're I'm, if if you're just attending, mm-hmm. don't miss the opportunity to attend. Well, and I think you understand and you learn where your heart is, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reminded of the the brother that you tell the story about um, that called you right in the middle of midweek Bible study. Oh, yeah. Just to be like, hey, what's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're supposed to be here. Why are you calling me? You didn't even realize what time it was? Yeah. And that's when you learn where that brother's heart is. Yeah. To- totally just put it out of his mind, okay? I guarantee you, if you want to be somewhere, you're going to be there. That's right. Okay? Whether it's, you know, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, just a movie or your your friends plan something. If you want to be there, you're going to find a way to be there. That's right. You're and, going to make time. That's right. Now, I understand, <laughs> you know, I get some of the worst migraines sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we all have bad days. I understand. I'm not saying you just can't miss it. A gathering. No. Because there's going to be times where, you know, you're just, you know, we don't want you here if you're all sick, okay? Yeah. Because you're going to get other people sick. So you got to use your best judgment, okay? Well, and uh, I'm glad you brought this out because even throughout the Old Testament, when they were sick, they were actually forbidden to to gather in the temple. Mm-hmm. Like even women who were on their monthly. Yeah, right. They were actually... They were unclean. They, they could not. Yeah, they were considered unclean yeah. and had to be um, cast out yeah. until their impurities was over. And mm-hmm. but we're not talking about people who are sick and and cannot make it. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who choose just not to come. Who choose to put something else before the Lord? Yeah. Well, my game is on. You know, my football game mm-hmm. or. Yeah. That's the one we're talking about. You know, that's the one that And I know sometimes we get tied up at work or something, you know. And that's and different. That's, that's between you and, and God, you know. That's right. God knows what's going on, you know. I'm reminded uh I had a friend who would always say, Yeah, we didn't make um it to church. Uh uh Sal was in the or uh is it something was a uh, cow was in the mire or something, you know. Oh where's that in the Bible? I'm trying to think Oh a sow or a Sows in the mire. Second Peter two. See, I knew you would know, but well, but, now I'm not going to be right. But I'm, I'm pretty sure Second Peter two, uh, twenty through twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb: a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow, having washed, to her wallowing in the mire. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, yeah, that. But there's also one that there's a verse somewhere that talks about. They couldn't, 
on oh it's it's when they couldn't work on saturday oh the sabbath sabbath yeah and a sow was in the mire or something and so that that was the only reason that they could work is if there was something like that happening yeah do you know do you remember what i'm yeah, talking about christ, christ was talking to the the uh, pharisees who were trying to condemn him for healing somebody that's on the right. Sabbath. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. So the joke was, yeah, there's a sow's in the mire. That's why I didn't make it to church, you know. <laughs> and so that was that was kind of the joke or whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, God knows where our heart is. Okay? That's right. And there's things that come up, you know, where you're you're gonna not make it. I I know of a a family when I was a kid up in Moscow, Moscow, Idaho. Uh, some good friends of ours. Um, their daughter actually uh, went to college and, and worshipped here in Blackfoot when she was going to college. Hmm. Well, uh, it was, I think, a Sunday morning. Um, they did not show up to church, this family. And everyone, and it, I think it was kind of before cell phones, everyone had a cell phone all the time. They actually stopped services and went to check on them. Oh, wow. Because it was that out of character character for them. And sure enough, they had rolled their van on the way to church. Wow. It was a winter winter morning. Yeah. And some of them were hurt pretty badly. And it was kind of a bad deal. You know, it was real bad. But they, they the brethren were so worried about them that they left services. They stopped services and went and looked for them and checked on them. Because... It was so out of character. Now, let me tell you, you want to be that person. Yeah. Okay? If if you didn't show up and we couldn't get a hold of you, we go searching for you. Yeah. That's the kind of brother you want to be. That's right. Or sister. Because uh, that that's how... Um, uh, what am I trying to think? That That's how dedicated they were as yeah. Christians. That when they didn't show up, something was wrong. <laughs> yeah, they are, they're always here. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, because I'm sure if there was something going on, they would have called someone or let them know. And yeah. we're all real good about that here. You know, if there's something wrong, you know, we let people know so that they're not worried about us. Yeah. Um. But but you want to be that brother that if you didn't show up, okay, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and instead of calling on while Bible study's going, hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you by know. the way, I was not having him, planning on him coming anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sad, but, you know, I think we get the point. That's you right. Know, we need to take this seriously. When the saints gather, we need to do everything we can to be there. Because yeah. of the encouragement that we receive, but also the encouragement that we can give to others. And and that's that's um, a really key point to make too, because we have a responsibility to one another mm-hmm. to build one another up and to encourage one another. Mm-hmm. And so, when you don't show up and you know you just really don't care, that's very discouraging for the other brother. Oh, and and it can and it can be it can be contagious. Yeah, you know you've seen that. Where it's like, well, if Chad ain't gonna make it, I'm not gonna be there either, you know, because I'm I'm just as good as he is, mm-hmm. you know. So then we start feeding off each other. Before long, you know, we're nobody, the church in First Corinthians five. Yeah, <laughs> nobody shows up. You yeah, know? <laughs> and and so you know that happens. It can happen at work too. 
Yeah. You know, we have um, a strict policy on people being on time, which is a very difficult topic nowadays <laughs> to get people to show up on time. It's unbelievable. You know, they just... Um, and so you let one guy get away with it. Well, guess what? And the next day, that have person... have to let the other one. That person's 10 minutes late. Before long, the whole crew's 10 minutes late. Yep. And it just starts building and building and building because no one gets punished for it. <laughs> yeah. So you have to... St- like, you have well, to start... Well, the one that's showing up all the time, on time, they're like, why should I have to show up on time if these guys aren't, you and, know? And we have a tendency to match each other, don't we? Yeah. Like, if uh, we kind of copy each other a little bit. We're kind of, you know, heard... We're we're herd animals. <laughs> we copy each other, and so yeah, and it, it also works the other way. Well, that's too. what I'm saying. So if someone's really working hard in Christ, we're going, man. I got to step my game up. Yeah, you know, I need to be more like David. He's out there, you know, doing David his, Porter, by the way. Know right? what I mean? <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but but you get my point. Like yeah. it can go both ways. So if we're a good example. And we we go above and beyond, or we we make a good example. Yeah. To to what by the Bible tells us. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we're an influence on someone else. Well, and you know, we all have different talents that sure. we that we bring to the Lord or for the Lord, and and this is where us working together we can grow our talents. Yeah. You know, we're like. Oh sure, Chet. I call you Barnabas. Like you're mm. like the son of encouragement around here. Yeah. Where I look at you and I'm like, I need to be more encouraging to other brethren, like like Chet is, you mm. know. And then, you know, next thing we know, there's two Barnabases here, and you know, yeah, we, three and four because we're all trying to match and we're we're all trying to grow, yeah, stronger in the Lord together, and mm-hmm. and that's why we gather. You know, that's why we we work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we can feed off of each other, you know, and and that's that's the point. We got to make sure that we're not feeding off each other the wrong way. Yeah, you know. Well, if if Chad can miss, I can too, you know. Um, but I'll be there on Sunday, you know. And then something comes up, you know. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's amazing what can get in the way if you let it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and again, we're talking about choosing not to be here and, right. and choosing. If you're sick and and you really can't make it, it, it's not it's not like that. God, that's right. The Lord understands. You that's know, right. If you're sick or if you you truly cannot make it, you know that's that's or, different. Or you you're you're working late or you're you're stuck at a job somewhere. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I'm just saying we got to do the best we can to. To um, encourage one another yeah. as often as we can. You know, I was when I was a mail carrier. One thing about being a mail carrier is you are not done until you deliver all the mail. <laughs> you had to deliver yeah. the mail. Like you didn't have a choice. And so, yeah, if you were given a lot of mail at the beginning of the day, you knew it was going to be a late day. And then whatever comes along the way, you know, you are not finished until your mail is delivered and yeah. all your packages are delivered. Yep. You had to do it, like, and so I think the latest I worked, which uh, it was about nine thirty, ten o'clock, one time, and that was the latest I ever worked. But that was working from seven o'clock till nine thirty at night. Mm-hmm. It was it was a long day. Yeah, <laughs> but I had to finish. Yeah, it, I didn't have an option. I had to finish. If I wanted a job the next day, I had to finish. Yeah. So it was it was one of those things, and so. 
getting caught up at work is something that happens. Mm-hmm. Is is essentially what I was trying to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the longest day I ever had was 25 hours. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, no way. We were hauling equipment out and loading trucks, and we couldn't stop. Oh man! Yeah, that was brutal. No, I can't imagine that. Yeah, it, it was bad. We 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 left at eight o'clock the next morning. We had started seven, <laughs> and we left at eight o'clock the next morning. Oh man! Anyways, and you had to be back at work at nine, right? No, no, we took that day off. Well, that was brutal. That was that was probably the worst one I've ever had. I've had several of those. Just in the construction world, sometimes you just can't stop. That's true. Yeah, and um, you have to keep going until the work is done. A, yeah, exactly. And yep. And we've had some really bad ones and. You know, we have a scale where we pay more the longer it gets. You know, after 12, it's double time. Yeah. And after 12 hours, it's double time. And so, you know, things like that. But those kinds of things happen and those kinds of things um, pop up where safety's in the way. Like people's lives are yeah. affected or, or you know, you're going to lose. A, the company's going to lose a lot of money if you don't get this back running again. That's right. Um, and so... You know, yeah. There's there's many excuses that are good, and and you know, people ought not to question those. You know, yeah. I I always try to just leave it up to between them and God. You know, that's right. Because God understands you know what's going on in your life better than anyone, and I'm not going to judge you. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's a huge problem, and and usually it's not, but. We know the difference. You can tell real That's quick right. the difference between someone whose heart is there and whose heart is not. But and, but it, it, it can start with choosing not to come one day and then because just, of a game, and then the next time it gets easier. Yeah. And and that's what First um, Corinthians five six and seven talks about. You know this, not necessarily just about um, First Corinthians forsaking. What? First Corinthians five, okay. six and seven. It's not necessarily about forsaking, but allowing sin into the congregation. Where it says, "Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us." Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So here he's talking about, you know, we have a responsibility in Christ to purge out the leaven. And and in this context, leaven is sin. You know, allowing sin into the congregation and allowing it to stay there and, and not... Addressing those issues just causes more sin and and welcomes in more sin. Yeah, you know, you I have heard of congregations that they they let this brother get away with something, and then in next thing you know, everyone's guilty of something. Mm-hmm. And you know, what right do you have to say, you know, brother up in arms can't do it when you're letting brother Bob do it? Yeah, you you know. It's one of those things, and then next thing you know, everyone's sinning, and the whole lump is leaven. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what is being talked about here. Rather than dealing with it, getting the leaven out, it it, it has a dual purpose. One, you keep the, the lump unleavened, but two, it strikes fear among the other brethren. Yeah. And, and it, it causes them 
to want to be more sincere. And that's how it ends. But with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, mm-hmm. you know, it's working together for good and not for worse. Because, like you said, Chad, we're kind of followers, right? If everyone's doing it, we're all going to do it, you know? Yeah, we tend to justify ourselves by others. Yeah. Rather than, like. rather than trying to justify ourselves against Christ. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. because you're always going to fall short when you compare yourself to Christ. But that's the point. That's actually the, the point. When you compare yourself against Christ, and you, it doesn't matter how good you're, <laughs> you're doing or how righteous you have become, you're like... Well, I I can still grow and I can still be better. Yeah. Rather than looking at you know brother Bob over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm doing better than he is. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, he shows up only on Easter and Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> our scale, our scale should be to Christ because he's right. perfect, and yeah. and that's who we're striving we're striving to be perfect. Well, and and you know we say things a lot of times. Um, what would Jesus do? Okay. Yeah. You know, if you're wondering if you should go to Bible study or whatever it is, or services, ask yourself that. What would Jesus do? <laughs> yeah. You know, how many, how, you know, what would Jesus miss for? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and there's there's probably things that, but, you know, if, I'm just saying, look at it that way. Because sometimes yeah. we'll do something, um, we, we'll, we'll not go to services, but we'll go to something else. Yeah. So what's important? Like later on in the week, we'll make sure we go to this, or or whatever, you know. But we miss. We're sick enough to miss services, but we're not sick enough to miss something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There and was, so well, I'm not trying to condemn anyone. I'm just saying I've done it. I've seen myself do it. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. guilty of this. Okay. And you got to put. You got to scale yourself against some of these things. Yeah. And we'll say it. We'll be like, well, <laughs> you know, we'd go to this. But so we better go to church because yeah. because this is what's important. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's all I'm saying. I, 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 well, like I said, I'm not trying to condemn anyone, but I think we've all been there in our minds thinking. Yeah. There there was a uh, a brother when I was growing up. I was a little kid, but I remember hearing his mom talk about what what was going on. Where he was out hanging out with his friends all day, and he came home and he wasn't doing good. It was like a Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wasn't doing good. And his mom's like, well, why don't you stay home? And he looked at his mom and said, no, I was good enough to hang out with my friends all day. I have no right to miss services. And, yeah. and it was one of those it was one of those times where she was really pleased with her son, right? Well, sure. And, but and it's true. Yeah. But she was, she was telling that story to my mom, and I just so happened to hear it. I was a little kid. But I still remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly the, the point that you're making, you yeah. know, where if you were well enough... To go do everything else throughout the day. Mm-hmm. How do you think God's going to look at it when now all of a sudden you're too sick to come? Or, yeah. or well, I just don't. I'm tired. I, I don't want to go home and nap. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's choosing something else, you mm-hmm. know, where when, when your mind is right and your heart is right with the Lord, you make plans around services. Like... Services come first, and then everything else fits around it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, they're like, well, I was just too busy. I, I couldn't make it. But they, they chose that. Sure. Not that, you know, the work made them do it. It was like they chose mm-hmm. to put this stuff first. And it's like, you know, well, it just didn't work out. Our, our plans, 
overmatched and it's like yeah but you know and i'm talking about plans that to go hang out with the family you know mm-hmm. well yeah but my mother-in-law wanted us to go and yeah, yeah. and have dinner with her and i'm like <laughs> well and and to bring this back with our topic again because yeah. we're, we're pretty much out of time believe it or not <laughs> that's ridiculous but why this is this is why this is so important because we encourage each other and guess what the reason why this is so important is because it's temporary. Everything, this is all temporary. And so we have to get the most out of this life that we can and encourage other people as much as we can. Yeah. Just like just like um, Paul's, or um, Peter's talking. You know, in um, when we looked at First Peter, uh, he's he knows he's temporary, but he's going to do everything he can to encourage you while I'm here. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. That's yeah. why. That's why we got to try to be with each other as much as we can. That's right. Because we have to continue to encourage each other. Yeah. It's not that we're trying to tick for tack each other. <laughs> no. Or or, or, or or show up one or the other. You know, th- that's between us and God. Yeah. But that's that's encouraging one another that's right. to be better. Like, that's right. You know. In, in, yeah. Chad, as you come and you're... Always shaking everyone's hand, always encouraging everyone mm. else. That just makes everyone else want to do the same thing. Sure. Because then they recognize how that made them feel. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, I should go do that well, to Brother so I've also and- visited congregations, um, and I know you probably have too, whenever we're traveling and stuff. And, um, um, you know, I, I'm the one going up and introducing myself to them. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could just be... I, uh, you just show up and then uh, call them in the middle of the room because they're not going to talk to me. Yeah. Even though I'm a visitor. And so I think it is a problem in a lot of places. But I've also heard people, when they come and visit here, they're like, man, those folks were so friendly. Everyone came up and talked to me. Yeah. And they're surprised. They're shocked. Well, that's how we should be. We should be encouraging one another. You know, don't just come to services and sit in your little box. Yeah. You know, we, that's what we're there for is to encourage one another, lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, just like while you got your tent, while you got your tent, while you're in <laughs> yeah. your tent, yeah. you know, we're, we need to continue to uh, encourage, you know, and, 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 and remind each other yeah. why we're here, why we're, you know, what's going on. Well, there's, that's, that's why we study the Bible continually is because that's why we're here is to encourage and to build one another up and to... Stay on the straight and narrow, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and Romans 12, too, you know, as he says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We gather together to transform and be renewed. Renew our minds. You know, in our minds, so that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's why we gather together to... Be transformed. Not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Yeah. And verse 1 there, you know, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your responsible service. Yeah. You know, and and that's what it's all about. Is it responsible or reasonable? Ha! Reasonable. (laughs) I I read it wrong. Reasonable. That's okay. Reasonable. Um, But yeah. And that's what we do. You know, we encourage each other because guess what? 
this life is not going to be forever. That's it's right. temporary. It's very temporary. And, you know, James, I believe it's around James 4, but he talks about how comparing this life to eternal life is like a, a vapor, is but a vapor or a puff of smoke, um, where it's here for but a moment and it vanishes away. That's what it's comparing to eternity. This life is so temporary. I like James one twenty two that you have in. That's a very good one. James one twenty two, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Yeah, and um, so good. Good place to end there. That's probably a good place to end. You know, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Yeah. And uh, and so you know, as 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 people come in to services, go encourage that person. Go say something. Go talk to someone. Go here's here's an idea for anyone listening. Go talk to someone at services that you don't normally talk to. Yeah. Just go say hi. How's it going? Yeah. Go talk to someone that you normally don't talk to. Guess what? You're going to develop a relationship with that person that you didn't know you could have. Yeah. You know, but you sometimes we have to be the one to move. Because I know a lot of people say, yeah. well, they don't ever talk to me. Why am I going to talk to them? Well, you know. Two go, wrongs don't make a right. It goes both ways, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and maybe it's just really hard for that person to talk to new people. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, we should probably end it there because we're five minutes over <laughs> oh man but uh boy we could go on and on couldn't we yeah it's just we were just getting started too yeah it's just there's so much that we could talk about and i think it's been certainly i've been encouraged and and uh benefited from our study tonight and hopefully you have too um but we'll be looking for forward to next week for another study so thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time thank you guys